is the Better Life, Better Work show, and I'm your host, Allison Crow. I'm an intuitive life and business coach here to help you create better life and better work. I help super successful people, you know, the recovering overachievers, put the soul back in their lives, and I help soulful people create success. On this show, topics range from the mystic to the logistic, and our content will support your being and your doing while on your path to create better life and better work. More is not better. Better is better. Hey, y'all. Episode number 103, and today we're breaking the rules, breaking the rules, breaking the rules, but you're okay with that, right? Today... We are going to be talking about, I'm going to do a little bit of a solely debrief here mid-year. We're literally almost to the summer solstice. I'm recording this on the 18th in the car. Yep, that's a big no-no for my sound editor. Thank you for her grace. Um, but we are going to be talking about, I'm going to do a solely debrief, and then I'm also going to talk a little bit about human leadership. I guess that's part of the solely debrief. So if you are new to me, my name is Allison Crow. Uh, unfiltered could be another name of this podcast, but I'm just not ready to go through a branding change. I speak on all things authentic and human leadership, life, biz. Um, and right now, boy, are we living some life. I mean, we're always living life, but life is different these days. So what I want to do is do what we call a solely debrief. Um, my coach has a thing that she does called a CEO debrief. Um, it's really just for me a reflective exercise because life is asking me to reflect. How about you? So I want to set some context for this specific debrief. And here's how you can learn. Like, as I ask myself the questions, you can do one of two things. You can listen to my answers and see how it applies to your own life and take it and run with it from there because I trust that you're like really intuitive and smart and considerate of your own being. And so these podcasts are always to get you to think about yourself and your life, even though I am my favorite subject. So the context... I'm also feeling a little punch drunk today. I'm completely sober. I have not eaten lunch. I knew that if I ate lunch before I recorded this, then I'd be like in food coma land. So I decided to go ahead and share what's on my heart with you guys. So context. This is this is something like what is the context of both my personal, professional, and civic climate. And so the context of this debrief today is here in Texas, in the Austin area, COVID-19 is surging. I saw a funny meme the other day that said um, COVID seems to be like how I try to get abs. I try for three months and then I just give up. And it seems like in the last couple of weeks, everything in Texas is opened up. People are doing whatever the hell they want. And we're starting to see the effects of those. So that is a stressor that wherever you are in the world, you're probably being affected by COVID in some way or another. And so that underlying stressor is there. Um, definitely in the 
this, I don't, it's not the beginning, it's not the middle, it's not the end, but the anti-racist revolution that is beginning, surging, starting. Um, I know that that is a long ass journey and it is intense and there's a lot of stuff been going off and going on recently, but that is like I told my clients today, it's like, it's like climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. It is without any training. It is not going to be easy and it is not going to be a short trip. Um, I am also in the context of recognizing this week in a coaching session with my coach that, um, there is definitely some grief I'm experiencing. Um, my losses are very luxurious, but they are also part of my thrive and the things that give my life vitality. So I am grieving, um, Camp Starheart having to be rescheduled. I am grieving uh, a retreat with my mastermind clients, some of whom were planning on coming from around the world to Austin and to my hometown. I am grieving um, going on retreat with my coach and my colleagues. And I joined a high-end mastermind this year. And one of the things that I really wanted to be a part of it for, for was not just the information, but to be able to spend time face-to-face, voice-to-voice in the room with these women for an extended period of time. And we've had to cancel that. And we don't know about this fall either. So... And then the other one that I just realized, I don't even know if I told you guys this yet. So um, if you follow me on Facebook, you might have known this. You certainly wouldn't be remembering and thinking about it because it wasn't necessarily important to you. But I decided to go out on a limb and chose to put something on my calendar to look forward to that felt spicy, that felt risky, that felt like doing something that I was afraid of doing, but I really wanted to do. And what that was for me was putting, and I booked a place, pardon me, I booked a place and scheduled my very first live evening of coaching and comedy. And I sold tickets and everything and um, had to cancel it. And so my coach asked me something yesterday. I don't even remember the question she asked, like, what's something fun you could do or what's something you know, that, that you could go to look forward to. And I was kind of going through my Rolodex, like, yeah, I've kind of done retreats. I've done this. I've done, there was a lot of things that I've experienced. A lot of times when I'm afraid to experience something, but I have a desire, I just run and jump and do it anyways. And right now, um, with the way things are going on, the, it's just a little, despite all the drama out there, everyday life is a little monotonous. And, I'm also in this phase. So uh, June, July, and August in my business are what we call rest, serve, and play. They are not big selling seasons. We don't have a lot of selling going on, no big campaigns. And so it's rest, serve, and play. And there was supposed to be um, a lot of connection and fun and even selling at Camp Starheart. But then also this, this fun for me project of trying to pull off this coaching and comedy thing. And so I just, it just hit me the other day on my call with my coach. I was like, oh yeah. So many of you may have obvious grief. I know a lot of my clients are, you know, they had to redo graduations and prom, you know, proms got canceled. And I realized that these are all luxurious things, but they are part of the thriving of our lives. Um, more of the context, um, my, my business is actually really solid and stable right now. 
my marriage is actually really solid and stable and we're laughing and supporting each other and we've figured out our new groove in all of this. Um, the other, the last thing I have on my context, I wrote some notes and the last thing I have on my context is bored as fuck. <laughs> and so I know that as I yell into the microphone, I know that um, boredom is really a luxury. And right now that's just what my days look very similar. I'm recording a podcast and my husband is knocking on the window of the car, even though I told him I was knocking on the window of the car. Okay. <clears throat> so um, instead of resisting boredom, which yes, sometimes I do, I also am paying attention to boredom and the lack of having these exciting things to do as a teacher. Okay, so that's the context. For some reason, it felt important to ask. I think one time it was interesting um, back when I worked in performance real estate coaching, we were getting our asses chewed because our clients didn't have enough numbers and they weren't hitting these results and hitting these results and hitting these results. And one of my colleagues spoke up and said, you know, we ask these clients their numbers, but do we ever ask them what circumstances are going in life that might actually be a part of the data set? So they're not necessarily a number, but one of the things I've noticed is that there are a lot of circumstance going on that change the set point for our usual and regular metrics. And so, um, you know, we have to consider what are the circumstances that are going on. Okay, let me find my notes as my phone decided it was going to go dark on me. Thanks for your patience. Okay, so the CEO debrief questions, there's a bunch of questions. I'm not going to ask myself everything and take you all through that, but the ones that are really relevant. So here's the first one is what question is, well, the first question is really what were your wins? And I can't even think about that right now. Um, I want to have wins and I, ha I realize that right now my wins are really small. I might get to that in a minute, but what wants to come up right now is what's working and what's not working. So what is working is my membership program and my client mastermind. These are the only two things that um, I'm selling in my business or I sold earlier this year. I guess we sold Camp Star Heart too, but what that got postponed. And so my coaching membership that started in 2017 has hit a stride. I have figured out my voice, the way I want to do it. The community is stronger. It's not the biggest it's ever been, but it is the best it's ever been, right? So just like the little theme of the podcast, more is not better, better is better. The people that are in there are amazing, diverse, open, um, they are connecting and collaborating. There's a real sense of community. And um, it's also working time-wise and financially for me. It feels very supportive and it holds foundation for me to give back to my clients really richly and deeply. And my favorite things that I look forward to every single week are my live life and business calls. 
live life and business calls, like when those are on my calendar, I feel so much joy and satisfaction and contribution. And that really is me being in the fullness of my values. So that is totally working. Um, because I did a mastermind this year, I, I really have to hat tip to my coach, Tara. I was planning on at Camp Starheart selling a mastermind and, you know, inviting people to join this high-end mastermind. And she said, why wait? We didn't even know COVID was coming. And she said, why wait? And so I put it together and I made some invitations and I have five people in this Spark and Hustle mastermind and three of them paid in full. And so financially that filled up my savings accounts to be able to relax. And so it's really a mind bender that I'm not having to go sell something right now that I'm not that I'm I'm I certainly could be but I don't feel inspired to and it's not on my marketing calendar right so that's the other thing that's working I have a plan that I have mapped out a year and ahead of time this is my second year of doing it and it's working the plan is working and so for many 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 years i was slinging things left and right trying it out figuring it out exhausting myself succeeding succeeding but succeeding with um being tired and i reset and i you know i reset very much like today and thought how do i want to be how do i want to live what's working in my business and what's not working. And now I can see three years in, three years in, y'all, it takes about three years for a really big project to ground and be stable, to know whether or not it's really working. So these things are are working and feel really good. And my coach pointed out, she was like, technically you don't need to sell anything else for the rest of the year. And I looked up and she's right. Like I've already hit last year's income last month by April. And so there's who decides that I need to double my income? Who decides that I need to make more? And so I certainly am not going to go down. Um, My bills are paid. My debt is way paid down. My savings have money in it. I'm, I'm actually really training my neuromuscular nervous system, all of that together, my muscles and my nervous system, training my body and my muscles to feel the security that I have created for myself instead of the drama. Um, what else is, is working? My technology, my team. So a year ago and a few months decided I'm becoming a woman who allows high level help. I now have high level help. It is very supportive. It is worth it to step into this CEO role, CEO role in my company. For some reason, I was terrified around doing that and I just made the decision. I'm not saying that I wasn't afraid when I moved forward. I just decided this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. And now I have um, a team. I'm going to be doing some podcasts later um, with some of my team members to talk with you guys about that. And what is really fun about having a team is that is trickling down to my clients. The favorite thing that I see that's working for my clients in the last season, even in the middle of all this COVID, is that my clients are hiring 
professional help so that my clients can be the genius of their specialty and they are spending money getting professional copywriting help, professional marketing help, professional podcasting help, whatever it is. And so they're hiring other people to set the stage to market their businesses so that they can use all of their energy to serve their people. And that is so amazing to watch. You know, I know for a lot of people, it's very scary to invest. You know, you say invest in your business, literally invest in having other people do some of the work instead of bootstrapping everything. And so as I shift into Soulful CEO, my clients are really shifting into the CEO role right alongside me. And that is really fun. Most of my clients are growth and achievement phase. We'll talk about that. I keep putting off the podcast that's like launch growth achievement phase. Ah, it's all good. Okay, so here's what's not working. Right now, for me, being on Facebook isn't working. And that scares the shit out of me. I told my clients the other day, one of them said like, can we talk about email marketing? And I was like, yes. First of all, I love talking about marketing. I love talking about marketing, you guys. I love marketing and sales. And I used to think I hated sales and marketing, but I love genuine, authentic, helpful marketing sales. I am fascinated with marketing and sales. I love to learn about it. I love to master. Um, I care about it. I can't just delegate it and have somebody else do about it. I get so excited. And one of the biggest sales mistakes I have made was to not spend as much time putting together my quote list. I do have a list. I do have things set up to have people join my list. Many of you get an email every Sunday that tells you about the podcast. And so shout out to my email openers. I appreciate you. Um, my email list is mine, but my Facebook profile is not. It is owned by Facebook. And I have, you know, I have a lot more followers on Facebook and friends or whatever. And I, I know that only 6% of those people see anything I do. So I'm always telling my clients, you know, if, if, if you have 4,000 friends on Facebook, and a thousand people on your email list that have chosen to be there that want to hear from you, then, then your list is way more powerful. But I do show up like Facebook has been my rented office space and that has worked until it doesn't work. And so what's not working about my personal Facebook profile. And often I tell my clients to start their work on their personal Facebook profile, um, especially if they have a brand or an offering that is very much a part of who they are, right? And so it goes back to share your heart, show your work, which is the methodology that I created, the, the zeitgeist that I created for marketing, sharing my heart, showing my work, selling my services, and staying in contact and loving on people to build my business. And so for the past 10 years, 98% of my clients have come through connections made on Facebook or events that I learned about on Facebook and went to in person. And so what happens, my friends, when you decide that Facebook or whatever your current favorite place is toxic? And so I've been talking with my clients about what if Facebook went away tomorrow? 
I don't know. I, I don't know that it will or that it won't. But what if I decide I don't want to be there? How am I going to engage and communicate with my clients? Well, businesses have been doing this for years. What I like about Facebook is that in the past, it's been so easy to build relationships. And I'm a relationship gal. And so, and then the other thing is when, when we didn't have it, how we built relationships was locally. We'd like go to lunch and have parties and events and things like that. Well, we can't do that now either. So what is not working for me is election cycle Facebook. I am waking up every day and opening this toxic social media program where I am seeing too much crap and where human beings have just decided to be assholes to other human beings. Where people have decided, people that I know and don't know have decided to be assholes to me. And, um, it just feels really toxic and it feels like I have to dig for the good stuff. I see so much that hurts my heart. And because of the context of COVID, because of the context of doing my own inner work about my own racist self, because of the climate, because of all the other stressors in my life, my skin is thin. And so this is not an absolute for you. This is not meant to project guilt on you. But I know right now that I feel a little fried. And I feel, I jumped on my dad's ass about something he posted the other day. And normally, if he posts something I don't agree with, I just let it go. And little did I know that that jumping on that ass would turn into all kinds of bullshit. Now, I will say I have no regrets. <laughs> I have no regrets and the bullshit is helping me see so clearly. There's always gold when there's shit. And um it helped me realize this shift that it is time for me to make in my world. And so, yes, I have the Venn diagram that is Allison Crow, the individual, and it overlaps greatly with the business and the marketing. But I'm, you know, I'm sitting outside a bank where my husband has a, uh, one of those safety deposit box, right? And these people come to work and they come to work in this bank and maybe they work for that bank. And all my life and business is in my world. And I'm realizing I need to pull away the two circles of my Venn diagram. I need to, I need to stretch them out a little bit more. And so I think it's time. I know I did an experiment a couple years ago, like moving away from my personal page to my professional page. And certainly I got more interaction engagement on my personal page. And it is time for me to move to my professional page and let my personal page be personal and current clients only. I have to give myself permission. Now, here's the thing. I am not a stick my head in the sand person. 
I don't want to run around in fairy fucking land and pretend everything is okay. And I must manage my energy and I, I need to pick my battles. I need to pick with very much intention the places I hang out. And right now, hanging out on my Facebook feed, I did put the feed eradicator. I'm not going away completely. I am going to take it off my phone, but that gives me a full body panic attack because I'm addicted, right? And so it's like this place where the pain is worse than the pleasure for now for me. And I can only imagine, I've already seen, you guys know, right? Like all those things you click on on social media that's like, who's the movie star you look most like? And are you a dog, a cat, a horse, or a fish? Or, you know, they're like these quizzes. Those quizzes out there that are just by some random company, you know, which house do you like? Whatever. Those collect your data and sell them. And at the last election, we had the whole Cambridge Analytica thing. So that's the other thing. I'm having an ideological discrepancy, cognitive dissonance in my own being with Facebook. And it, it, it terrifies, does it terrify me? I don't know if it really terrifies me. It really bums me out because I have been one of the biggest advocates of Facebook for 12 years. But right now I feel so grossed out by the general population of Facebook and by the company of Facebook. And it makes me sad. I wish that I were strong enough to put a stake in the ground right now. And right now I just need to slowly change the way I'm behaving and showing up on Facebook. I need to consider some new things. I need to do some research and I really need to reflect on the life and business that I want to have. And Facebook has brought me so many blessings, so many human beings I hold dear. It is part of the reason that my heart has become the woman I am today. I used to tell, I'm not used to, I tell my clients in very chapter one of share your heart, share your work. The internet is the fire of our time. And it can either warm, sorry, I don't know why I'm having trouble talking today. It can either warm our hearts and create meals and warm our homes, or it can burn us down. And lately, even though Facebook totally supports my business, my human beingness feels singed on social media. And I want to have the stamina to do the difficult inner and outer work to make the change I want to in the world around me. And so I'm going to be making some adjustments. Now, here's what sucks. The first place I'd want to go to is Instagram, and I still will be on Instagram. But hell, if that's not still owned by Facebook. But for now, Instagram and my business page are where you can find me. And if you really want to find, if all those went away, they literally disappeared overnight, like MySpace. <laughs> Who remembers that? Um, if they literally disappeared overnight, my clients are so cute. They'll go, we know where to find you, right? Um, and that requires me breaking some really ingrained habits. However, I also see the upside of being willing to do the difficult work of making changes. 
right? So a lot of times, you guys, when we're looking at difficult changes, we only see the misery. But I've got to notice what's possible, right? So this is one of the questions on on the Soli Debrief is what's possible? What's possible this week? What's possible this season? What's possible if I do my work and I love all my people and then I put the fucking phone down? What's possible if those programs are only on my computer instead of in my hand 18 hours a day? What's possible if the first thing when I wake up, it's not looking at my phone? I'm, I'm, I hate to admit, I very get embarrassed about very little, but the fact is, I'm a, this phone is in my hand all the time. And I'm always looking at something. Am I, what am I looking for? It's not even that I'm going, oh, did somebody like something as somebody said. My brain is doing exactly what Facebook has trained it to do. And Facebook and these social media programs train us that we get a little hit of dopamine when we come back and there's something new. We get a little hit of dopamine. So basically, I'm microdosing on Facebook all fucking day long and it's no longer useful. So I'm going to see what's going to happen here. Um, I do encourage you, let's take the station identification break. Let me take a sip of my drink. And if you are not already signed up at alisoncrow.com to be in my inner world of people, which is actually very small. You want to know a secret? I get asked all the time. Hey, you've been in business for 12 years. You probably have a big ass list. I have a small curated, wonderful list. I don't need any bullshit on my list. So if you're on my list and you don't want to be, you can go. The, I only want people who want to be in my address book. Only. I know that more is better in the email marketing world, but that to me is sacred. And so mine is actually, it's funny because sometimes when I get like all insecure, somebody says, yeah, but your list is really faithful. Your list really wants to hear from you. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's what I want. That's right. Okay, let me look at my, come on phone. Let me look at my little notes and see what other questions would be helpful. So what's working, what's not working? What's not working right now is social media, mainly because it's leaving me thin and it's really hard to stay in alignment. I don't have to stay perfect, but it's really hard to not act like an asshole when my nervous system is jittery. And so I'm either an asshole to myself or I'm an asshole to other people. And I don't want to be a human that's an asshole. Um, what's feeling challenging or downright difficult right now? Social media. Um, what I like about the way I can choose how I get informed. This is what I was saying earlier. So I can be very intentional because I still plan to be informed about, um, this upcoming political cycle. I am, I am probably going to be more involved in the election than I've ever been. I want to put my money and my time where my mouth is. Um, I still care. I still um, consume world events and news in my own way. I will probably be spending very specific time on Twitter and uh, reading newspapers and stuff to do that. Um, but what's not working is, here's the hardest part. It is so easy on Twitter for me to see a stranger believe something I don't believe. But when I see somebody post something that 
I experience as racist, hateful, and it's somebody I know and love, right now it's breaking my heart. I don't understand it. And someone came on my thing today and it was like, oh, you shouldn't let politics cause a rift. And I was like, this is not politics. This is divisive. We we are not in politics as normal. We are in absolute polarity and division. And I, my own family has had more than a, a rift. We will always, we are, we are the Crow family and we are all for one and one for all and we will all be there, sort of. And... There's been some serious physical and emotional damage done, quote, over politics. And that's not just something you run under the rug. It's also not something you break up with your family over. At least we don't. It's not something I'm going to break up with my family over. But it requires more energy for me to manage And it, it becomes very personal. It's not just Democrat or Republican. There is so much shit out there. And I am personally in my own journey working on take nothing personally. Well, wouldn't that be fucking nice if we could do it? Right. So I, here's the other thing. Now you're seeing some of my crunchy side today. Here's what is working. Although. The patriarchy and perfection linear world will tell you it's not. And in fact, I had two fucking jackasses send me private messages that told me I should be ashamed of myself. And they used abusive language and um, abusive in the not not vulgar. I'm I'm vulgar. (laughs) But they used language to try and silence me with their white maleness. Now, I'm not saying all white males are assholes because there certainly are not. There are certainly plenty that are amazing and supportive, including my husband, who really wants me to be able to use my voice. And when I use my voice, he holds my voice up. He never silences me. But these two messages are people that I don't know that literally came in and said, if you were my daughter, I'd be so disappointed in you. Well, first of all, fucker, I'm about 20 years older than you and I'm not your goddamn daughter. Um, I told one to back the fuck off. I don't know you back the fuck off. And the other one I just blocked and deleted. And I, I realized that may be common for other people, but it doesn't happen to me. And I was just like, what the hell? I'm, I'm pausing for a minute to get my thoughts together. Oh, so you're seeing this crunchy side of me. And yeah, I had this interaction with my dad. Uh, some people were mortified because it was public. I trust my dad enough to have a disagreement with him. If he's worried about it, he can delete it. He can delete what I said. And sometimes when I use my voice, I'm not going to use it perfectly. But a long time ago... Not that long ago, (laughs) but 15 years ago, even more than that, I reflected back and saw the various leaders in my life. And I saw leaders in front of the stage and behind the stage. And I noticed, you know, there's that phrase, never meet your heroes. And I saw so many people put somebody on a pedestal and they weren't bad people. They were just human. 
And so somewhere around 2010, 2011, I began to feel crushed and pushed into the mold of this perfect leader. I had to be a perfect coach and say the perfect things and get the perfect results. And if I didn't wear my hair right or if I um, made a sarcastic joke, it was misinterpreted. And I left a company that was always slapping my wrist like a little girl, literally slapping my wrist like a little girl instead of treating me like an adult. And so I decided I would treat myself like an adult. And if I'm adult and I approve of myself, then I approve of all of myself. And you guys know, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm just a gal. I'm a lady doing her thing. I am not perfect. I have got glory and holy and beauty in my life. And I have shit shows just like you do. I have good things that happen and I have difficult things that happen. You know what? Today my marriage is doing fan-fucking-tastic, but there have certainly been times where it hasn't. And if I'm going to be married for as long as I think I might be married, it certainly could go down the shitter another time. We have life and death, that, that verse those verses from Ecclesiastes in the Bible. There is a time for life and a time for death and a time for joy and a time for sorrow. You guys, we're human. And I decided a long time ago that I wanted to lead from a human place. I didn't want to pretend everything was rosy and Lamborghinis and beaches and cartwheels and fields with flowers. I wanted it to be some of the beauty and some of the shit show. And why do I show you the shit show? Because it's human. Why do sometimes I share with you my passion? Why do I share, you know, I think back in episode 16, 17, 18 somewhere is like the midlife crisis meltdown. I don't share that because I'm reveling in it and so proud to show you my shitty moments. I share that because my shitty moments give you permission to keep fucking going. There is nobody out here doing this without a wedgie every now and then that they got to pull out their ass. There is nobody out here. It's so funny. There's a couple of people online and I remember getting fired by this girl one time. Your marriage is horrible. I'm going to go work with XYZ. I was like, have a great time. I see XYZ on Facebook. XYZ looks wonderful and loving on Facebook, but they're a fucking human being. And so, yeah, today... My love and my humanness is a little fiery. It's a little rough around the edges. Whoever left that podcast was like, oh, sometimes it's uncomfortable to listen to Allison. Thank you. You know what? It is. And sometimes this life is difficult and uncomfortable. But you know what? This life is not just the light. It's also the shadow. And the shadow is the fucking gift. And we are all spending all this time to avoid shadow so that we're not miserable, when actually embracing and walking through the shadow as it approaches us is the way to the fucking light. Human leadership. I, 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 I don't even, I don't have a manual. I don't, ha- I have a few people that have given me glimpse of it, glimpses of it. And I'm tired of looking at other people to be the leader for me. <laughs> And I give you permission to not look at me as your leader. Let's do this thing called self-leadership. And at the same time, polarity is the gift. So while we're doing self-leadership, God, let's give us a break and quit trying so hard. I'll tell y'all a story that I tell my clients all the time. 
I was talking to my husband. This was a couple years ago when we lived in Denton. It was nine o'clock at night and I was lying in our antique bathtub. Not one of those fancy cute ones. It was an old ugly one. <laughs> and I was taking an online money class with Barbara Stanny. And it was like eight or nine o'clock at night. And I'm literally taking the class from the bathtub because I didn't want to be down in my office that late at night and getting, you know, multitasking. And I come in from that class over the bath over and I'm all in my robe and I crawl up in the bed next to my husband. And I say, babe, do you ever have something in your life that's like your Achilles heel that you just can't get over? Like mine is money. And he just looks at me, he says, babe, one of the reasons I married you is because you are always growing and you're so open-minded and willing to learn and change and grow. And I love that in you. It's one of the reasons I married you. And he goes, but woman, you try too hard. I don't try at all and I grow. And oh my God, I realized right then and there I married to Yoda. And I had always, my ego had always prided myself as like, I've been reincarnated more times than my husband, but, and he has only been around a few times, but I realized maybe he's actually the old soul because he knows that he doesn't have to try so hard and he still grows. And so, yes, I want to be intentional about cultivating my life, my work, my business, and then my duty and my desire to contribute to humanity intentionally. But I don't want to try too hard because the moment I start trying too hard, it, it is, it hurts. And so I want to give you permission to stop trying so hard. You're actually perfect as you are. That's what was so fun. My, my coach was like, you know, you don't have to do anything else this year. And you've already surpassed last year. Oh, oh, oh. And the money is just a metaphor. What's funny is two years ago in January, I decided to stop focusing on being better at money. I decided to stop studying abundance. I decided to stop studying prosperity. And I decided to start chopping water, chopping water and carrying wood. I decided to do the frequency of boring supportive tasks and then love on my people and look at my bank accounts out of due diligence, pay my taxes on time, set aside whatever, and all of a sudden, my money's blown up. My money didn't blow up because I tried hard. My money blew up because I quit trying so hard. So let's see if there's any other questions in this solely debrief that we want to cover today. If you got something from this, let me know. You know what? I need your help. Before this is over, I need your help. I need you to share this podcast or one of the episodes that you love, especially if I'm going to go away from Facebook profile. Can you help me grow this audience, please? I never ask for anything. Well, I ask for you to buy my stuff if it feels aligned, but um, this is really for me. Can you please share this podcast? Can you grab somebody by the hand and let them know that it's one of your favorite? If it is, if it's not, no big deal. Would you help me by sharing my heart and sharing my work with your world if it fits? 
Okay. Um, what do I need to take responsibility for? Well, I need to take responsibility that I've been tolerating some shit. So it's time to clean up my front porch. Um, everything else is about like, who did you take value for responsibility for? Who did you offer value to? Uh, I've been offering value. I have had so many offline conversations. I've been helping a lot of other people. I'm, I'm cool on that. It's not, it's just a part of what's going on. Um, who did you feel acknowledged by my friend? Um, a friend of mine posted on a private post I did and she said, Allison, you are truth. The the moment I met you, you were truth. And I, I wrote back and told her, thank you. And I, it's true. You guys, I am truth, but here, make no mistake. When I'm in my truth, I still wobble. But as I told another one of my clients this week, weebles wobble and they don't fall down. And so please know that it's okay for you to wobble. It's okay for you to readjust. And so what are you excited about next week is the last question. I'm excited to keep creating content for you. I'm excited to follow my plan that says rest, serve, and play. And I'm going to have to figure out what play looks like in this context of COVID and no trips. And normally what really fills me up is going to events almost every other month, if not every month, to see my colleagues and clients. We can't do that right now. No travel for me and my husband. So I'm going to have to figure out play. But as far as rest and serve, all I have to do is love on my current clients and create valuable content for you guys in this offering. I'm excited that I only have three things. Rest, I'm a master at that. Serve and play. I'm excited about letting it be simple. I'm excited about you sharing this podcast. I'm excited about being a human fucking leader instead of a pantyhose, blue seat, blue suit leader. I'm excited about my imperfections being perfect and those giving you permission to be imperfect. Imperfect. (laughs) I'm excited that I can record a podcast and fumble over my words and really think, there are no more shoulds. I care enough about myself to not beat myself up over that stuff. It's real life. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. At some point, if it feels aligned with you, I would love for you to become my client. Right now, you can't become my client, but you can get on the wait list at coachwithallison.com. This fall you're going to want to become a member of Soulful Success. Why on earth? It's the greatest It's the greatest asset and resource for the most amazing amount of money for $222 a month. Raise your hand and ask to be coached live. We have calls every Monday and every Thursday. We, ha- we do have our Facebook group. I'm not going anywhere from that. Hopefully we'll have a fall retreat. Who knows? That's free for members. And then you have money left over to implement the insights and hire other people and truly become the CEO of your life and your business, or as some of my clients say, the queen of their life and business. 
So get on that wait list, www.coachwithallison.com. Thank you so much for listening. Peace out, mofos. I love y'all. As always, thanks for listening. Totally appreciate you thinking about somebody who might really love this episode and you sharing it with them. Also, I always appreciate your reviews. It's like podcast currency. It's like a tip in the jar saying thanks. And finally, if you want to share on social media, a screenshot or any insights you get from listening to this episode, I will totally respond. You can share with the hashtag Better Life, Better Work Show. This show is sponsored by my three rescued dogs, Leroy Brown, Clementine, and Rocky Potato. They're here to remind you to consider adoption when you get your next pet. More is not better. Better is better.